EM Board Bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back for another EM Board Bombs podcast where we try to make board studying a bit more fun and enjoyable by introducing interesting stems and really just a lot of pop culture. <laughs> My name is Iltafat Hussein, and I'm, I know, right? It's all about that pop culture. Yeah. And I'm joined by Dr. Briggs. Did you forget Blake my name? Briggs. Blake Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> now, for each 10-minute episode, you gain high-yield board knowledge. As we like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content. And again, you might say, this is more than 10 minutes. Well, you really need to only stay for 10 minutes. And then all the additional stuff we do are extra board bombs and extra bonus material. We like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content. Now, please subscribe for free updates and episodes. Uh, go to our website, emboardbombs.com, where we print out, where you can print out some of these handouts that we have. If you have questions or particular topics that you want us to review, drop us a review. We'll read a review on iTunes and we'll make a topic based out of that question. Dr. Briggs, are you ready for this next topic? I am enjoying a coffee on the rocks. So let's do it. On the rocks. <laughs> it was stirred, no. not shaken. <laughs> so let's start. A 27-year-old male was reading a Benjamin Franklin biography. And at the same time, Apparently, he was watching the famous movie Jackass. So, felt very adventurous. <laughs> Unfortunately, he became inspired by both at the same time. And he wanted to recreate Ben Franklin's famous kite experiment. In the process of recreating the experiment, he was struck by lightning. Not good. Apparently, apparently EMS said he had a significant amount of metal earrings on and just metal on his body. So, <laughs> it, it was all implanted, so he couldn't just like take it off. Again, why was he reading a Ben Franklin book? <laughs> hey, Does that guy fit that mold? A, a renaissance man. A renaissance man. Come on. Come on. Let's not prejudge. Let's not prejudge. Now, which of the following is true? A, blood is the path of least resistance for electricity to move through. B, ventricular fibrillation is the most common cause of cardiac arrest. C, granular paralysis, also known as lightning paralysis, is most often transient and does not require treatment. D, troponins have prognostic utility for determining admission. E, victims can benefit from prolonged CPR. The correct answer is C, coronary paralysis is most often transient and does not require treatment. That's another great one. Instead of saying lightning paralysis, just saying cranial paralysis multiple times. So, well, you know, do, do, you, do you think there's cranial paralysis going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it means you've studied the classics, like ancient Greek, right? Carano? Carano. Carionos. Ancient Greek. I know. I know. Now, Dr. Briggs, take it from here. Man, I would love to do nothing more. So lightning is an exciting thing. You cannot do a lightning episode without lightning trivia. I don't know. Lightning's like the coolest Agreed. thing ever, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. So w you have a one in a million chance of getting struck by lightning in one year. And over a lifetime, it's one in 10,000 chance. There's about 24,000 people that die of lightning pre. It's an underreported fact, probably. I'm sure people die of lightning. We have no idea, you know, in rural areas. This is it. You, know, you ready for me to blow your mind, Dr. Hussein? This is the craziest stat ever. 
So right. guess how many times lightning occurs per minute? Five around million. The, around the whole world. Around the whole five, world. Five million. Come on, five why million. do you have to spoil everything? So a hundred, a hundred lightning strikes occur per second around the globe. Wow. Wow. Whoa, right? I don't know if that counts like striking ground or not. Someone asked me that. I, I told that stat like at some party or something, and then they like followed up with some question. I'm like, don't dispute my trivia, please. I'm not gonna tell you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get you don't get to hear it <laughs> if you dispute That's it. Funny. Hey, you know what the record is for number of times someone being struck by lightning in one lifetime? It's a like Guinness Guinness Book of World Records seven. Five. Oh man! Now it's a little bit biased because he was a park ranger in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. and the Shenandoah maybe Valley. a lot of metal. maybe a lot of metal. maybe like you know up in fire towers whatever. Anyway, seven strikes didn't die from any of them. Obviously, he had seven of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> So on that stupid note, let's go on. So lightning, what does it do to the body? So lightning pathophysiology. In general, it's more of a DC current. This is a this part is a classic board question. I don't know why, but they're always loving to ask. I had an exact board prep question like this one time, and all it was was, hey, the person got struck by lightning. Um, where did the electricity move with least resistance? Doctor Hussein, what's the correct answer here? Instead of the answer choice said blood, but that's incorrect. Yeah, it's not blood, really nerve. Yeah. Think nerve and then blood Mm -hmm. and then muscle, skin, fat, and bone. So again, on path of least resistance, nerve and blood, and then the path of highest resistance then is fat, bone. That makes sense. So type of injury. Um, again, uh, this is you only have to know one stat out of this, but how does lightning actually hurt people? Most people think it actually literally strikes the person. That's actually literally the least common type of injury from lightning. The most common type of injury is a ground strike, meaning that it hits the ground and it goes up to the victims. After that, the second most common is going to be a side splash where it kind of just hits next to the person and kind of an area of effect damage or whatever. And then it'll be contact injury if the patient is touching something like a metal pole and then the least common like i said is a direct strike so complications of lightning so what are the complications obviously the most concerning here that even a lay person would realize is cardiac arrest they wouldn't say cardiac arrest because that's pretty you know it's jargony yeah they're not <laughs> if you go on the street and ask people they wouldn't say well the patient would experience cardiac arrest <laughs> lots of pulses so cardiac arrest it's actually pretty rare uh, to get struck by lightning and have cardiac arrest but in terms of relevancy in terms of board questions in terms of um, why this is important, it's it's going to be something that comes up, and you have to understand asystole is the most common method. Ven, uh, ventricular fibrillation can occur, which was with the answer choice, but the most common method is asystole. They, That's important to note because I think a lot of people are, would have picked B. Mm-hmm, totally. V-fib is the most common cause of cardiac arrest. It is not That is not accurate. It is asystole. So complication number one, cardiac arrest. Complication number two, we're going to deal with coronopolar. Shoot, that's a tough word to say. <laughs> I didn't realize until I said it. Holy crap. I made that. I prepped for this whole lesson, and I was like, oh, that's, okay, coronoparalysis. Yeah. And then, like, you said it and struggled with it, and I laughed at you, and now you just laughed at me. <laughs> we have a great relationship, Dr. Hussain. This so, is great. Coronoparalysis. Wow. That's tough. That, that The second part's tough, the paralysis part. Yeah. If you're yeah, listening it, right now, we, we want you to say this out loud. We hope you're in a public place when you say it, too. Coronoparalysis. Someone, someone yes. literally is going to think you're, like, a death eater. I know, I know. Yes, another Harry Potter reference. Yes, Love it. we're just racking them up. Rack them up. All right, yes. so coronaparalysis. That is a transient paralysis due to an autonomic nervous system mediated vasospasm. Sounds like a lot of BS to me. 
So yes. sounds like stuff we don't know. So in that case, it doesn't matter really the mechanism. They're never going to ask you the mechanism of what this is. Um, nor Please does anyone. Don't go into it. Yeah. Yes, no, nor does anyone care. The whole yeah. point is that we don't do anything for it, and that's the board question. It's this very strange, poorly understood. Um, basically, you have literally like a pulseless, cyanotic motor sensory changes to your lower extremities, usually lower greater than upper extremities. Typically, that's also classic. So lower limbs greater than upper limbs, usually unilateral, can go bilateral. And it's, again, it looks like a compartment syndrome kind of patient, except they don't have it. They have a little bit of pallor, pulselessness, cyanosis, motor sensory changes. It resolves spontaneously, as far as we know. We don't do anything with it if you're in the rural community. And if you know someone has been struck by lightning, you're going to think to yourself, okay, this is likely not compartment syndrome. Oh, by the way, check out our compartment episode. Yeah, it's a great well. episode. So yes. the coronaparalysis we don't do anything for. I'm on a roll with that word now. It's not hard anymore. So right. I've, grown, I've grown out of it. Other complications, the last two here. Tympanic membrane rupture, extremely common. Uh, conservative management, as you would for all tympanic membrane ruptures. And then Leichtenberg figures. The Lichtenberg, or Lichtenberg. I added an extra sh to do it. So Lichtenberg <laughs> figures. <laughs> Is there anything special with it, the word Lichtenberg? I th why don't you get on that while I'm continue talking? Man, you know, I'm, I'm going to wiki that. Yeah, yeah please wiki going. that. Please fact keep check that. Lichtenberg. Yeah. The Lichtenberg figures. Is this weird ferning pattern? This is the one yeah. they show that weird picture, and it looks like varicose veins, but it's like a fern. But it's like a fern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you don't do anything for it. And However, this is literally pathognomonic, pathognomonic with lightning strikes. You see a yes. picture with a weird ferning pattern on the leg or arm. You're like, done, lightning strike. That's the pathology. Go to the next question. That's actually a great point for our med students. So... Medical students, if you're listening right now, this is something that could come up on your ED shelf. Slam dunk picture, easy question. Just you see this ferning pattern, you'll look it up. Google it right now as you're listening to us, and you know you'll see the Leichtenberg figures. I feel like I have hey, to like Blake, put aggressive. Do you, do you do you know that he was a German physicist who this is named really, after? Really, Leichtenberg? Ger really German? Yeah, where'd you German lose me there? Physicist. I thought he was like yeah, Canadian with so Leichtenberg as his name. <laughs> <laughs> so he originally discovered them in around uh, the seventeen seventies. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Where, did you do a kite experiment too? Did you do, do like the a kite? <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? The type of experiment he did, I don't even understand. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a German. <laughs> One of my friends in college learned German. I remember he walked in the dorm and he was like, practicing his German? And it's just such an aggressive sounding language. It's so aggressive. And he's so like, he just walked up and he's like, wie geht's? And I like almost peed my pants, but it turns out wie geht's just means how are you? <laughs> <laughs> It means nothing else. It's, it is. Yeah. It, it, it's very, like, I feel like they're always having an argument when you hear it, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I it's can't just, really name other languages that would be argumentative. All right, oh, so so Leichtenberg figures, you don't do anything for it. It's a weird ferning pattern, yes. and apparently it's aggressive German. All right, so let's finish up here. We're doing a great job so far. So so far, if you think about it, these complications, they're all conservative management. Oh, except for the cardiac arrest. That's not very conservative. Yes. You should be pretty aggressive so with much. that. Yeah. Right. So pre-hospital management, what do you do for someone that's struck by lightning? Well, first, you should actually make sure it's safe to go out and treat them. <laughs> so if it's a yes. lightning storm, you probably shouldn't go out there and deal with it. So breaks the triage rule, students. Right. I definitely don't And this, this is another, like, Leichtenberg pattern, right? This is another, like, just straight-up board question just that you need to bombs. know. Straight-up board This bomb is right a straight-up board bomb. I mean, they're, they're going to ask this this one. Yeah. All the time. It's going to be incorporated in some way. You have to know this. Absolutely. You just have to know this. So this is the patient that's the classic reverse triage, meaning that they may appear dead with fixed dilated pupils. This is frightening. 
and respiratory arrest, but they can make a full recovery. So remember, the only problem, think about it, they're going to have very um, minimal external burns. The only thing they look like is they literally just went into cardiac arrest from asystole. And so what you do resuscitation-wise is per ACLS guidelines, you do the same thing, nothing different, ACLS guidelines for asystole. Or VFib, of course, if they're in VFib, uh, if the off chance right. they have it. Priority is given to the yes, patients. That's absolutely. what that, that question is going to be driving you into figuring that out, mm-hmm. which is, hey, attend to that person mm-hmm. uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the initial evaluation in the ED, once they make it to the ED, another pearl here is that really no labs or workup is indicated except an EKG and telemetry. So the EKG can definitely show ST segment elevation, QT prolongation, and maybe some other rhythms like AFib. But it just remember that these patients will definitely have evidence of myocardial damage. And of course, you, if you measure troponins, which it, it you know, newsflash for clinical practice, you shouldn't get troponins on lightning victims. It's going to be like 400. <laughs> so, <laughs> so monitoring-wise, these people should have 24-hour cardiac monitoring at a minimum. Minimum. I haven't seen anything else different. I've seen pretty much on every board website and research website right now. You admit these people. To summarize people. some of those key things that we talked about, um, so that everyone knows what they need to know for this question. Yeah, I actually have a sign on my door. Um, you know, like at Notre Dame, they have that sign, "Play like a champion." When you walk out yeah. of the locker room, you you heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, right, right, so right. Make sure, make yeah, sure. Rudy, everyone's everyone's seen Rudy, bro. Come on. Okay, Come I just want to make sure you're woke. So when you leave. <laughs> When you leave the, when I leave my apartment, I have a sign there that says "Do it for the podcast listeners." <laughs> That's Do you saying. also hit it with your hand? I hit it with my hand. Of course, I hit my hand. Let's be <laughs> oh, honest. Man. All right. So, lightning strikes. The board relevant stuff here. The path of least resistance is going to be nerve. The at the other end of the spectrum, the path of most resistance would be fat and then bone. And the type of injury you're going to get most commonly is mechanism is caused by a ground strike. The least common mechanism of lightning injury is going to be a direct strike. Complications of lightning strikes. Coronal paralysis, which I said perfectly at that time, is going to be a transient paralysis. However, you don't do anything for it, and it resolves spontaneously within a few hours. Tympanic membrane rupture, managed conservatively. The Leichtenberg figures. It's a weird ferning pattern. You're just going to watch it. Cardiac arrest most commonly caused by asystole, these patients are a reverse triage, meaning that in a triage situation, they actually receive the priority care, even though they are typically presenting as dead patients, and you will follow ACS guidelines to treat them. How was that? That was a great summary. Did you like that? that was I love it. That, oh, man, was that was a good. great summary, and it brought it all together. Do it for now the podcast. Everybody knows. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the, do it for the pod. <laughs> all right. I think we're done here. You want to lead us out? Yeah. So uh, another board bomb has been delivered. Another lightning board ooh, bomb. Ooh. Oh, you saw that. You ooh, saw God. that. I like the puns. The puns. <laughs> Remember to subscribe um, to on iTunes and also to visit our website, EM Board Bombs, for future episodes. If you want a particular topic, we'd love to hear from you. But again, uh, try to subscribe on iTunes if you can. Drop us a review. We appreciate that. And until next time.